Sessions on 16 is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Oh, keep on using me. Set my friends. If you only knew, you would wish that you were in my shoes. Oh, keep on using me. Till you use me up. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sessions on 16 Music Everywhere podcast. It's your host, as always, Tim Scott. Today, we're joined by Trent in the trees. In the trees, not in the trees. In the trees. What's up? What's up? It is good, man. Yeah, man. It was good having you today. I uh, appreciate you coming in to close out the this season of Sessions on 16. Glad we were able to make it work. We know we went through a couple different changes to get us here, but we definitely appreciate you oh, making yeah. it work. You got to save the best for last. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, man. It's an honor. We got your crew with you today, too. Who, yes, who we got with us? We got Brett Cozy. What's up? We got Brett in the Breeze. <laughs> and we got Zach from the dr- the drummer man, drummer boy. That's me. Cool, Zach cool, the cool. Boy. So where you, so where are you guys from? Uh, we are from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have family up here, but we do most of our shows um, in Atlanta. Okay. Yes, sir. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so how long have you guys been a group? How long you been doing this? We were talking about that the other day. Yeah, it it's was, like. Yeah, I mean, you had this project going for a long time, mm-hmm. and even uh, before I graduated high school, you came in and I played on a session, you know, yeah. one time. But you know, you hit me up after I graduated in 2017, or no, yeah, 2017. So fall of 2017 is when you know we linked up. So I think we, yeah, I've been doing like making music and like putting it out for like maybe like five or six years, and okay. then we've been doing the band for like two and a half years, maybe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. So you already, <laughs> you already mentioned graduating from high school. What's the uh, what's the age range of everybody in the, in the band right now? Uh, I'm 23. I'm turning 24 in like t- few days. Okay. I just turned 21, July 12th. And uh, I'm 18, and I turned 19 the day after Trent. So cool, cool, yeah. cool. Awesome, awesome. Barely legal. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> So how'd you enjoy performing on Sessions on 16 today, bro? It was a lot of fun. We, uh, it was really cool because like, we usually do like a full band. It's like really loud mm-hmm. and like really chaotic. And mm-hmm. so it was really cool to like strip it down and do like something a little bit more like laid back, let the, uh, the soul shine a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we loved it. The vibe was awesome. Um, it's a beautiful facility y'all have, and everybody's been really kind and nice, and we've just really enjoyed it. We're happy to be here. Awesome, awesome. Tell us a little bit about some of the music that we heard today. Um, so we played. Uh, we always, literally every single show, we play the, uh, "Use Me" cover by Bill Withers. He it's probably our fir- hates it's our first song. song. It's our first song yeah. we play every show, and just because it's like. No, I love it. I yeah, love it gets, Bill Withers. It gets us comfortable, so like that's nice. Um, then had some originals. Um, 
Holes in the Clouds was one of those. Um, and it's like, if y'all listen to like anything that's up online, like on Spotify, it's like, it's a little bit different than the live band. I usually use like computer instruments. So it's got more of like a electronic, like neo soul hip hop feel. But like, um, it's all like psychedelic funk is what I like to call it. Um, we played uh, some funky stuff. And we have a little, I have a reggae song. I played that. Um, but yeah, we like to, today, yeah, it was, today was more laid back, but we try to keep it a little trippy, a little funky. The apple of my eye is sweet for you. Your smile, it keeps me true. I hope you know what you mean to me. What a rushing beneath our feet. You're my favorite color. Never turning blue. To my heart a stone. It's always cool to see. Zach was on a, a a drum set. He bought a kid's drum set from Walmart. We bought it on, on the Amazon. way up. I bought it on Amazon for sixty dollars. <laughs> Did you seriously? Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yes. Not yes. yeah, but it's, it's so small. It's like a, it was like a fourteen inch kick or something like that. Uh, it's sixteen inch. Oh, okay. inch kick. <laughs> yep, the, like the pedal doesn't even stay on it. It wiggles all over the place. It's beautiful. That's what's up. Hey man, nah, you made it work though. That's yeah. What's up. Yep, you're like holding it like yeah it's like falling over <laughs> on me <laughs> no, no, i'm a drummer too so i, I definitely get yes, it yes. <laughs> definitely it's a struggle it. you killed yeah. it though nah yeah you definitely held it down so tell us tell us a little bit about who you are tell us about who trent is mm. for the listeners who <laughs> are not as familiar with you yet um but they will be yes hopefully i'm trent in the trees oh man i love music i love nature I love just thinking about crazy stuff and like spiritual stuff. I don't know, man, but like I try to make like I what I've been telling people is like I want to make music that like raises expands consciousness and like raises the vibration of people and just like opens people's mind to like new idea but like all positivity cuz like a lot of music like right now I feel like is negative in a way and like it's just like it's cool but it's like not and it's like I feel like music goes into your heart at the end of the day so like I want to like try to do something positive but like I guess I mean as far as me like I just I'm laid back right now I'm working a lot but I just love to make music I love art <laughs> what do you think? uh uh who have you read you you want to be like the Algis Huxley or like Terrence McKenna of music bring oh that, yeah, yeah bring sure. that positivity and yeah. like oneness yeah into exactly. the into the into the field because you know people making a lot of music pop like popular music it's uh it can, it can be really cynical or you know yeah kind of like damaging you know to people's you know self-esteem or uh their sense of belonging in the world and so I think you know the whole the whole message of Trent in the trees is like 
look look at that light and mm-hmm. you know remember that you're part of a bigger conglomerate of people mm-hmm. so, yeah. it's like everyone's equal like you know what i mean like we're all one like everybody everything's everything everyone is everyone so like it's just about love pretty much at the it's end of the day <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah cool cool so are are you from like you're born in atlanta mm-hmm. born in atlanta so yes, tell sir. us what it was like growing up i mean i mean my life story's a little different mm-hmm. um i was adopted and i actually just got like this uh 23andme thing somebody gave it to me so i'm gonna do that and like figure out what kind of mutt i am (laughs) but i don't know hopefully it's not something lame like (laughs) irish (laughs) watch it watch (laughs) it but like and then so that was i mean i didn't know i was adopted at a young age um i had a a mom a dad a brother who was also adopted uh when i was like three my mother my adopted mother passed away Mm. um so like it was just me and my dad and my brother for a while um so that was cool and then my dad got remarried um that was cool i mean i just like i feel like i had a pretty normal childhood i grew up um i grew up going to school going to church working hard i was I was the class clown always, mm-hmm. but I was always good enough at school. Class president. Oh yeah, <laughs> I also was. Oh yeah, he was a popular clown. guy. I was class yeah. president. Presidential clown. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, growing up, I was involved in church, friends, school. I mean, I just, I don't know. I like. I think it's like on Family Guy or something like they're making fun of Cleveland he was like I like to like things <laughs> and I was like I'm, I relate with that I just like to like I like to like stuff everyone's I don't know but I, I had a good time and <laughs> I got into some trouble along the way a couple don't times worry. a lot actually <laughs> going through trouble right now trying to get that out of the way but I'm learning every day life is for learning you know so trying to improve in every way but Growing up was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you mentioned that you were uh, you were adopted and you were adop- adopted at a really young age. Mm-hmm. How old were you when you found that out? I was uh, like eleven, I think, or mm-hmm. twelve. That was an interesting day. <laughs> yeah, I can uh, only imagine. Yeah, that was a weird feeling for sure. But you think that's has that contributed at all to how you? how you interpret yourself musically or artistically? Um, I think so, like subconsciously, because I feel like I have a different perspective than a lot of people. Yeah. Um, it's never like, I've never felt negatively about it. I've always felt positively. Like, I mean, in my opinion, I've always seen it as like, oh, I have like a purpose. Like, like I'm like, not like, I mean, I don't know. What, like, I guess like I viewed it as like, oh, I'm supposed to be here. I'm yeah. supposed to be in this family, this area. Like more of like, cho- like more of I was chosen rather than, oh, I'm an outcast or yeah. not wanted. I never really thought of it like that. But I think, yeah, I think it does has played in the art. Like and if, I haven't like written a song about it or anything, but I'm sure like subconsciously it's just affected my whole mindset. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... How old were you when you first started experimenting with music? Like even before you got serious, like when you first started messing with music, oh, like man. first CD. 
Uh, well, I remember like first CD you bought. The first, well, the first. Okay, there's a whole story. Okay, okay. so like I've always hey, give it loved to us. Music. That's what we're here for. Yeah, I've always loved music. So like, one of the first things I remember because I had an older brother and he was really into music. Um, and I remember like, my. I remember watching like TRL when I was like a little kid and being like, Oh, I want to do that. And it was like Eminem was on there, I think. And I was like, I can do that. And I was like writing down a rap and I was in like preschool and I wrote like a rap and I showed it to my brother. And, um, I don't remember. I feel like I remember the flow, but I don't remember what I said, obviously. (laughs) But then, um, my brother was always listening to like, uh, like outcast, um, corn, um, Very similar artists. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but Just nah, that one genre. Yeah, right. <laughs> but the first CD I remember, like, really getting was a Bahaman who when who let the dogs out came out. <laughs> I loved that so much, and like my brother like played a trick on me and like said he took it away, and like I was like jumped on him and started slapping him because nice. I was so obsessed. And then like um, the first. CD I ever bought was Elephant by Black Eyed Peas. Mm. Um, and like, like I, I was listening to it the other day and there's like a song on there called Third Eye. And like, I don't know, I just, I bet that had something to do with, and like the whole thing, they're like funky and they're kind of like dancey, yep. like really cool, like a mix of genres. So like, I was like, oh man, I wonder if that's like had a lot of influence. Yeah. But then like T.I. Trap Music was one of the first song albums I remember listening to. I remember like, writing like a song and then like going to my mom being like yo i can put this on the radio like i was like i made and i remember like making i made like an album cover out of like a blank disc like just drawing so i don't know as a young age like i was always into it that's awesome and uh, as i got older i just picked like certain artists and learned about them everything Jimi hendrix grateful dead Mm -hmm. they picked you the doors (laughs) (laughs) i don't know they're awesome so what was the moment tell us about the moment where that thing clicked and it was like you know what this is this is what i want to do and when when did you realize that you were in love with it and you were in love with creating and you were in love with you know the idea of becoming an artist yourself and how did that process play out as far as like getting serious about it what what do those steps look like for you um for me it was definitely like i was 13 and i well i first started listening to when 808s and Heartbreak came out by Kanye West. Yes, sir. And I was, like, obsessed with that album. Like, I would listen to it every night. That was a good one, man. Like, oh, my God. And I like, was going through some things when that one came out. Yeah, so I, was, I was probably too... I thought I was going through things, man, but I was nah, just 13. I was 13. going through. <laughs> <laughs> I was going through. <laughs> like, yeah, that'll make you feel. But, like, he did, like, his... Uh, that, like, performance on MTV with, like... Um, forget what it's called but he had like a really cool stage set up and like from there i got really into no Kid no Cuddy. that was you know storytellers storytellers story that was yes. vh1 vh1 yo i still have some of those like i still yes stage. yeah man because he had the uh he had the orchestra and like yeah. the live band yeah i he still have clips tune. from that yeah man that was amazing like, whoa and again i was going through some things so it, it, it hit me in a <laughs> yeah, really special dude. way yeah same man but like ever since, so like for then, I think, I don't remember when that came out, but I asked for, for like a beat maker for Christmas. Mm. So that was like the first thing I got. And I started playing with that. 2000. Yeah, I that guess. was it. <laughs> and then from there I learned to play, or I started taking guitar when I was 13. And I didn't start singing until I was like 16. 
taste my lips and taste the sauvignon Wrap the vines around your thigh I can see the kind of tip you're on No confusion in your eye Let's unwind together One of the questions I always ask is, you know, we talk about as artists, as musicians, like we talk all the time about, uh, you know, our inspirations, our inspirations, Um, you know, and sometimes we, when people ask us about our inspirations, sometimes we name our influences instead. But to me, I feel like those are two different questions. You know, I feel like what inspires us and who influences us are two different things. You know, we can be inspired by anything. You can be inspired by the sunlight. You can be inspired Mm -hmm. by the sounds of cars. I'm a New Yorker, so you can be inspired by the sounds of cars beeping their horns outside. You can be inspired by, you know, the smell of something. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be. And music can inspire you, too, but it doesn't always have to be music that inspires you as a musician. And then we're influenced by other artists, other musicians, other people who do what we do. So I want to know those two things from you, you know, your inspirations and your influences. That is a very interesting yeah. question. I like that question. Yeah, I, I try, too. man. That's I good. try. I'm trying to keep my job. <laughs> you need a raise, man. <laughs> say, say it one more time. Say, that, say it into the mic. Say it into the give mic. Give this man a raise. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Trent in the trees. <laughs> Tim Scott needs a raise. <laughs> um, I'm inspired by nature and my idea of God and I mean and just like a lot of books I've read like um, a lot of like philosophers like Taoism is really cool I love Rastafari Rastafari too like that inspires me like Alan Watts Terrence McKenna um I don't know. You probably know those people, but like, as far as like music, like so, like that was who I'm in, or what I'm inspired by, and then the other was what I'm influenced by. Mm-hmm. Who influences you, like musically? Who are some of your musical influences? Um, like Frank Ocean, Tame Impala, Tyler the Creator, um, Toro y Moi, um, Marvin Gaye is another one of my heroes. Um. Jerry Garcia, Bob Bob Marley, of course. Um, I, it's a really Kurt Cobain. It's, it's a big like mess that goes into the into the music nah, because amazing, I mean though. we 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 talk and you know we're like talking about and we're like you know going through stuff or whatever and we're like getting angry and we're like oh listen to bleach or never mind or whatever and like rage against the machine yeah rage against the machine we're like we got to get up there and rage and then we're also you know trying to make it really vibey and trippy like it's it's definitely 
hard hard to pin down because you definitely have to name at least like six if no, you want to yeah. if you want to try to blend Pink. something into a sound it's like Pink Floyd it, I mean I definitely feel like there's a lot of like outcast influence as yeah, far as yeah, like yeah. the instrumentation like in the re- recorded tracks the instrumentation the flows I think there's a lot of that and then there's also like I, I don't know it's like I, I definitely hear a lot of Tame Impala and Frank Ocean come through mm-hmm. and that's like the two I usually say I mean when it, with the live shows like when we play heavier you know you can definitely feel you you feel like you're at you know with an alternative band from the 90s sometimes yeah <laughs> nah man that's cool and like i feel like it's necessary to have a wide range of influences so that you don't come out as a carbon copy of anybody Precisely. you know what i'm saying like yeah as musicians we all have people who we listen to you know i i grew up around amazing musicians my father was a touring musician my grandfather wasn't a touring musician but he was head of security for you know rick james for a little while so yeah you know what i'm saying so the king of punk funk you know what i'm saying so like i grew up around an amazing array of musicians and i think one of the things that helped me kind of figure out who i was even as a drummer first was just always listening to a bunch of different people always Mm -hmm. listening to a bunch of different types of music you know what i'm saying so i think that's a, a really good thing as far as being able to put yourself into music when you kind of got influence from from all over the place mm-hmm. so do you guys like write together like is that how you guys come up with your songs or do you do most of the writing and then you kind of take it to them and say hey this is kind of how i want to interpret this mm-hmm. you know live or what's what's that process look like bringing bringing stuff from the pen to the stage yeah it's usually the latter mm-hmm. um and i want y'all to hear maybe we can play a track at the end off okay. of like what's online because like what's online is is pretty different from what we play on stage and i'm trying to like bridge that gap and maybe make something that's more what sounds online that we can play on stage but like yeah i usually just like write it and like as far as that goes like i'll either just i'll just like come up with like a line of like words in my head and i'll like write it down i have like a thousand notes in my phone and then later i'll like be working on like a melody or something on the computer and then be like oh this word fits here and it usually just turns into something from there. Mm-hmm. And then, like, yeah, we interpret it with live instruments after that. And we're trying to add, like, more instruments, too, so we can do better. Like, I want to have, like, a flute player. I want to have female background vocals. I want to have, like, we play with a synth usually, but I want to have, like, a really cool, like, like uh, funkadelic, like, synth, too. And that's another influence, I forgot mm-hmm. to say. And, like, when he says we interpret it live, what he means is we show up. <laughs> and we play it we right. don't practice yeah, yeah. <laughs> like ever like we just show up and he's like this is what we're playing like there's been times where like i've played songs Dude. that i've never played before on stage with them and it's like that's yeah. you kind of just figure it out you just feel it out and yeah. it's like you just got to get comfortable yeah so. yeah i want to say i really appreciate zach because like we've had like <laughs> literally like at least five drummers like come and go because like people are just like not Drummers that dedicated or in, flaky. Like, 10 different bands. Like, and <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, we're not all that bad. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think it's drummers. <laughs> I don't think it's just drummers. It's like I can people said problem. that as a basis. <laughs> yeah, right. The drummer can say. Right, right, right. <laughs> but no, no, no. It's no. good to have consistent people. So I'm appreciative that hey, people man. believe Call him the youngest well. in charge. Big ups to Zach. You know what I'm the saying? Yick. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <Absolutely>. Honored. <laughs> but no, it's, it's it's crazy. You know, you talk about 
finding that line between creating a really dope live show and creating a live show consistent with what kind of comes out of your head in the studio process. You know, like you listen to groups like uh you listen to groups like Queen, you know what I'm saying? Like Freddie Mercury was such a he's such a genius, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like he was such a genius as far as his ideas and having this wide range of, oh, I wanna add this sonically. Oh, I wanna you know, I wanna take these vocals and I only wanna play them on the right side and then we'll you know, I'm like he was really good at and all of all four of them, Brian May and you know, like they were all really good at coming up with these ideas you know for the studio and then you go to their live show and it's a completely different thing because they hit the stage it's just the four of them mm. so then they have to interpret all these crazy ideas you know you hear killer queen in the studio and then you hear killer queen in concert it's you know it's the same song but you know there's a process to having to recreate that so you know it's it's always cool to um listen to people talk about that process yeah i want to see the movie i haven't seen it yet it's really good yeah, it's that's phenomenal. what i hear i, I can't even front it's it's a phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's, it's pretty it. phenomenal. Rami Malik did a Malik. did a really good job. Rami Malik did a really good job, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not always that fond of uh, mu- music biopics. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like a lot of things get lost, especially when you start to try to to try to dig into, you know, a band like Queen, whose career was so like astronomical you know what i'm saying like biggest rock and roll band of the 80s period i mean the thing is like you talk about a group who spent three decades on the top of the charts and as many changes as the music industry went through they literally stayed on top of whatever that new way whatever that new sound was you know what i'm saying they went out on top and that's that's kind of amazing and it's really hard to squeeze 30 years of greatness into two hours of a movie story too you know so no, yeah, it's, it's definitely worth checking out. I will. Um, I let me see, ask you. Go ahead. Sorry. Go, go ahead no, I was just right. say I did see the Elton John movie though, and that was cool. Uh, he was like, he's definitely inspiring. But it was like, I really don't like musical. I gotta say that's why I didn't go see. It. I didn't go see it because it's. I, I heard it wasn't a movie. I heard it was a musical. Yeah, and I, I, I like, like musicals, uh, but I don't like. I don't. I, don't, I kind of don't want to see a biopic in musical yeah. form. It's Elton John, but of it was cool. It's gonna be a musical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wrote. Uh, what what musical did uh what what's that called? He has some musical that he wrote with like I don't know I shouldn't have said anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Elton John's but what is it called? It's Elton like John's another one of those. Guys, Al- you know what Alita, I'm saying? Like Alita. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right. But like girl? Elton John's another one of those artists. Like you know his his career spans over so much time and he's had his hand in so many things. Like you know a lot of times people who don't like non musicians you know, don't think about when they think about the Lion King, they don't think about Elton John, but he was literally, you know, one of the geniuses behind a lot of that music. Really? You know, yeah, like Elton John like wrote a lot that of that. Crazy. Yeah, like like the the, the words no and stuff. Yeah, like that's that's Elton John, you know what I'm saying? So he's another one of those artists and I guess because I did see the Bohemian Rhapsody movie, I I think I was kind of expecting something along those lines so when i heard it was a musical and i i don't have no problem with musicals but because i've I've played for a couple uh but what you played on uh i played drums for uh pearly victorious hello dolly ragtime and 42nd street ragtime yeah that's a great one that's a great show bro that's a really great show brushes blast it was a blast but I, i don't know i just i wasn't prepared to see 
I don't want to see his story like that. I wanted to yeah. see like I wanted to see like a serious display of his story. But you know, I I need to give it a chance and check it out. But we'll, we'll see. We were just talking about Oliver Stone's The Doors. Mm, yeah, we were just talking about that on the way up that here. That was really good. It is. I like that. It is one of my favorite movies. For yeah, sure. I gotta go back and watch that one again. It's been a minute. Let's go to Hawaii. Let's go to Hawaii. You don't have to try. Just look in my eyes. Let's go home. Let's go to Hawaii. Just look in my eyes. Yeah. At the tip of time, moving. It's just you and I, grooving. Girl, you're fine, like summertime. You ease my mind, grooming. Daffodils bloom when I'm with you. Blue butterflies fill the room. Time is the master, that's the truth But time's not real when I'm with you Time's not real Let's go to Hawaii Let's go to Hawaii You don't have to try Just look in my eyes Let's go, let's go to Hawaii, let's go to Hawaii, yeah. So, let me ask you this, mm-hmm. what, you know, we t- as we're, it's actually kind of a perfect, perfect segue, we're sitting here talking about these legendary artists, Queen, uh, Elton John, The Doors, what's been your most rewarding moment as an artist so far? up to this point 24 years old what's been the most rewarding moment for Trenton the Trees um it's usually when people say cause like music has helped me so much through hard times and like that's what I want to do and like not one I can remember like those like recent was like somebody uh, we were playing at the masquerade in Atlanta and somebody like they came up to me and they were like you helped me out of like a like I was having like an anxiety attack and like a panic attack. Say it. Yeah, they're having a they're having a bad trip, <laughs> and they're like, um, they're like, I was freaking out, and they're like, we, I put on your music and it literally like made me like be calm. And they're like, I felt like I was at home, and I was like, that's exactly like what I want to right. do. Like, right. so like I want people to feel that peace. So like that really meant a lot, and like. People have said, like, just, but just, like, yeah, I guess it's weird that it's always, like, stuff people said, but, like, that one was really meaningful. And then, like, you said, like, favorite moment? Yeah, like, the most rewarding moment. Like, oh, um, that was definitely up there. Oh, yeah, that sounds like it. And, like, we opened for, um, uh, this reggae band called Easy Star All Stars, and they were, like, really big in the 90s, early 2000s, and okay. we got to hang out with them afterwards, and, like, that was really cool. I was like, wow, this is crazy. It, 
that was the first show I played with you. Yeah. Wow. And before, you know, we hung out with the Easy Star All Stars, and you hung up. We hung out with one of the uh, one of the singers and the bassist, and you know, we were just talking to them. And Trent, you know, was able to like he was able to you know talk about some like roots reggae guys and they're like they were impressed and yeah sure. and, and uh I mean, it was just it was really cool to just you know come right in my first time you know with trent out of high school and uh he's like with with these like this caliber of yeah. musician and i'm like okay um yeah, this yeah. is this is right. where I'm yeah, gonna stay. Yeah, yeah. He's like, all right, I'll stick around. I bet that feels good. Yeah, and that was yeah. crazy to me too. Like, it, like just how everything happened. It was like, wow. I don't know. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. So, I know you guys are Atlanta based. How often do you guys come to Charlotte, or like, what's what's your f- level of familiarity with the Charlotte scene? Uh, as far as like the scene, I would say not that familiar. Um. But I mean, I've I come up like somewhat, um, but I would say as far as the music scene, I haven't really like gotten into that. But like, we definitely want to. Like, I'm trying to get into as many as possible. Yeah, if we're in Charlotte, it's usually not like going out and seeing shows, uh, which I definitely it definitely you know could be and should be you know wherever we go, but. Uh, it's it's just like when it's more like we have a agenda yeah if we're here probably i mean like we're we're not here together usually mm-hmm. uh but like i mean i know i come up here for work sometimes okay and like just delivering things but you know mm-hmm. it's just it's just like we're we're definitely really plugged into atlanta and it's uh we play a, a lot in Athens too, okay. but we're also not like involved in that scene where we know yeah. like a bunch of the bands. It's 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 tough, when, you know, traveling and uh, Trent has to you know be in Georgia all the time, and right. we we both have to work all the time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we definitely want to yeah expand our horizons and yeah. see more of like the local acts anywhere. Yeah. You know, everywhere we end up. I wanna be your favorite smile I wanna know what it's like to run wild I wanna feel you sit in the air I need to know you'll always be there Do you really wanna know? Do you really wanna know? Do you really wanna know? Cause I don't wanna break your heart no more. Mm. That's just, yeah. Well, hopefully, we, uh, you know, now that people are gonna be aware of you here, you know, hopefully, we get you up here more often. One mm-hmm. of the things that we're working on. Uh, even the whole reason behind this podcast and the whole Sessions on 16 concept, we started this thing, well, the, you know, the people at Center City Partners started this thing called uh, Music Everywhere. And it's it's an economic development initiative with the purpose of making live music more of the focus of the city, making live music more of, you know, the the focal point of what makes Charlotte special because there's a whole lot of 
amazing artists and musicians here and a whole bunch of you know very active music industry professionals here at every level both on stage and off stage <clears throat> and there's been this this idea for the for the longest time that you know charlotte artists and charlotte creatives have to be on the road and be mm. abroad and travel in order to make a successful living um and one of the things we want to do is kind of help disband that whole that whole idea you know and help help us you know create a display for the plants that we grow you know yeah. what i'm saying oh yeah you know it's it's uh, one of the analogies i gave really early on is you know i don't want us to keep planting seeds only for those you know trees to grow somewhere else mm. you know like uh that. and that's that's one of the things that's that we're working on here and you know we've you know kind of helped bring the scene together and start to have conversations and really active conversations about the strengths and the weaknesses of the city and things that make it great and things that we can you know stand to improve on and really kind of get everybody together in the same rooms to start to make moves there was a a, a intensive study done by this company out of austin and they came in and did like a just review of the whole city they conducted interviews they spoke to people and they conducted a survey and then they did a they released a case study and so everybody's being really active as far as you know trying to take all these bits of information mm -hmm. and take all these findings and really okay cool now that we know what we need to do let's build something uh amazing and that's kind of how that's kind of what we got here with sessions on 16 trying to use this as a stream to build community use this podcast as a stream to build community and you know, just build awareness you know even from the city you know one of the big things that i always say is from an audience perspective we have to change the mindsets of audiences yeah. because when audience when audiences think about charlotte a lot of times the average joe just thinks oh this is a banking city mm -hmm. or the average joe just thinks oh panthers yeah. oh Hornets. Yeah. Oh, NASCAR. Hurricane. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Restaurant week. And because these are the things that they think about when they come here, these are the things that they spend their money on. Right. But if we can change the shift, if we can shift the paradigm, if we can change the mindset, like, oh, shoot, like there's a whole bunch of music here, too. That's what they'll spend their yeah. money on. And there's there'll be support for people to, you know, really kind of make their careers and make things happen. And so, you know, having you here and having you participate in the, the performance and having you participate in the podcast, I think is going to be great. And we definitely hope to get you back and, you know, hope to see, catch you on one of the many stages here oh, yeah, sometime man. soon. I mean, it's, I mean, I appreciate it so much. Like, I literally will never turn down an opportunity to play, like, and it just means it literally means the world like this is what we want to do so like just to have the opportunity to do it like is amazing and yeah i mean we'd love to play here more like what are like what what, would, what are some of the local venues here man there so we lost a couple mm -hmm. but uh you know there are still a lot of staples here you know the uh, evening muse is like one of the is one of the places that everybody feels like they have to stop by everybody has to play the muse because it's just one of those places the environment there is amazing it's dead smack in the middle of the uh, city's arts district called noda mm. 
um, we'll probably go it's, check it's, the art it's district a, out yeah today. it's a hub it's a it's definitely a hub of what kind of makes the Charlotte music scene and they've been around forever and they've stood the test of times and you know as many changes and ebbs and flows that have happened to the city the evening muse has stayed consistent and they they down. care you know what I'm saying so that's definitely a, a definitely a spot worth checking out um I guess before we go home I'll leave you with this question um three things you know we're looking futuristically so let's say you're 24 now so let's say 20 years down the line you got kids you got a family whatever if you're recounting your career if you're recounting the career of Trent and Trees what are three things that you hope to accomplish or hope to have accomplished for Trent and the Trees futuristically <laughs> I and want. I know that I know that kind of goes against, <laughs> you know, humility, and you know, kind of <laughs> gotta. You gotta put it out there. Yeah, though. you got you gotta put it out Speaking there. Speaking into existence. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so you gotta like, put your you gotta take your humble hat off for this one. Rock and roll Hall of Fame. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I want to win a Grammy uh-huh. and a VMA. Uh huh. And um, just want to, and I want to play uh, Bonnaroo. I want to headline Bonnaroo. There you go. That's that's a good one. <laughs> that's it's. I definitely appreciate the shows more than the medals and plaques. Yeah, same. You know, I definitely rather you know play to eighty thousands and blow their minds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like when when you saw Tame Impala at Shaking Needs, you talk about like how like yeah, like just just big shows, just magnificent, and how grandiose. You know. Yeah, it's like just like I want to have like a really like high high production value like. And like be able to have the music on a large stage and like or large audience and then like be able to have the visuals and like the media and everything just to go together at a high level. Permanent synth players. Yeah, we're looking for a synth player and a flute player. Contact so us. So hit us up. At Trent in the Trees yeah. on Instagram. I think like personally for me, it would just be like to know that I can like look back and say that I made a living pl- playing music, yeah. Yeah. doing what I love. You know, I think that's like even more than just playing the big shows or the plaques, like being able to say that like I supported my family doing something that I love. Absolutely. Like that's all I want. Yeah. Like screw that we're gonna be the best <laughs> there you go we want to be the greatest of all time it's all out of course, there of course the new queen I love it I love it hey I just I didn't say the amount of money I just said <laughs> just enough. said so uh, yeah. enough yeah 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 well hey man from the from the simple to the extravagant it's out there you know what I'm saying cool. so definitely uh, rooting for you guys and you know you definitely got a new fan in me and I'll be in touch with you guys and hope to catch you guys on you know stages mm. for for the foreseeable future absolutely you know i I appreciate you guys stopping by and hanging out with us and taking the time to sit down and rap with me for a little bit and uh it's an absolute you know, honor we'll we see you at the it. next stage all right absolutely that does it for uh this last uh edition of the music everywhere sessions on 16 podcast for this season i've been your host tim scott we will see you next season thanks for tuning in And again, thank you so much for listening. Y'all look so good.